Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to welcome you in for a little Grano Talk, a fitness, health, and wellness podcast, or a fitcast, if you will, brought to you by the folks at CrossFit 920 in Town, USA. With your hosts, Tony Giovanini, Matthew Gunville, and Katie Schluter. All right, Tony, take it away. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Grino Talk. Matt, how are you today? I am sore. <laughs> I'm actually having a hard time hearing and seeing things right now. Eric just and I just got done with my bench session, which in case some of you may not understand why that is, uh, just putting gear on for a meet coming up. Um, so yeah, uh, bear with me if I seem like I'm a little lost today. Yeah, we tend to make Matt record these after he's just had uh, his training session. That's okay. We'll get, we'll do her. We got some uh, treadmills going in the background because we are halfway through the first week of our uh, wellness challenge. Yeah, and it's been fun so far. It's been yeah. Really, it's interesting to watch everybody. You know, you give a little little goal here and there and see how much everybody really turns it on. It's pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because you, you and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago, like, you can tell people are kind of, they come and go, come and go, and then all of a sudden we, we do this little team thing and everybody's just rocking, right? So it's good to have a little kick in the butt now and then. Yeah, and I saw we have some people added to the list that weren't in originally, and so Uh-oh. Um, I saw Cindy on the list. Oh, yeah. Yep, Cindy. Cindy's on there. And uh, someone yep. that just, well, his daughter started on ramp yep. was in the challenge. So, um, but yeah, people are coming them. in. Lois has been in both days, both off days now. She only sees me Tuesdays, Thursdays. I don't know if, she, oh yeah, she's, she's behind me. Yeah, Terry was walking, walking with her before. So she's working on getting her 10,000 steps for today and um, she'll make her legs hurt a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we end up, but uh, it's been a good couple of days so far. Yeah. So everybody that's in that, keep rocking, man. It's good to see. Yep. Well, uh, the plan from here for a few weeks at least is to uh, get started with a little series on movement. Right. So um, hopefully we'll be able to put some videos out to go with these, um, even if we can just pull some from online or we'll make our own. Um, But the premise is just kind of how do we improve certain movements, what are some key things to think about through certain movements, and... um, We've got a list, but if there's a movement that we don't talk about that you're interested in hearing about, we're going to kind of go through um, the basic movements of kind of some push movements, some pull movements, and some pressing movements. Yeah, because we really love it when we get the questions, so feel free to uh, send us some messages um, if there's movements you'd like some more info about. Um, like we've said in the past, or sometimes there's some things we'll talk about and there's probably a lot of things you already heard, but there's this that one key thing that we may bring up that Austin it clicks to you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I could do that." So, so real quick before we get started on our first movement, I just for those of you that um, you know, we you hear the words we talk about push pull movements a lot, um, and so what are push pull movements? What does that what does that mean? We're gonna start with some uh, push a pushing movement today. We're gonna start with the squat. Yes, um, the squat. And so. The best ever. Yep. The squat is a pushing movement because you are pushing up off of the floor. Most as of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> as opposed to, let's say, a deadlift, which yeah. we would call a pulling movement. Yep. You are pulling the bar off the floor. So that's the easiest way to think about whether you're doing a pushing or a pulling. I hope, hopefully everybody understands a press movement, but um, 
be understanding what the difference is when we talk about push versus a, a pull movement, especially um, when we have barbells. Exactly. So it's basically um, with the squat, you know, what, what are some of the things the squat can help with? Obviously in the training, when we're training the squats, um, you know, obviously it can help people jump higher, can help them run faster, um, help them stabilize their body better, all those types of things. And then obviously for, for the, the other, you know, key things is obviously stronger joints, good for your knees. It's not bad for your knees if done correctly. It's actually good for them. You know, so squat is a very important movement because it's something that we do every day, whether we're sitting down in a chair and we have to get back up or you sit down on a toilet almost every day, um, getting out of bed, all those types of things. You need to have that squat movement um, strengthened and utilized. Yeah, and an interesting thing to ask those around you, um, if you're talking to people about the squat movement, is just ask them to sit down in a chair and stand up without using their hands. Mm. Yeah. Surprising how many people that that is a struggle. So when we bring people in for the on-ramp, we see it a lot, right? We ask them to do, you know, I'll ask someone, um, hey, can you do a squat? Yeah, I can do a squat. And Austin, you, they show you their version of the squat, right? So there's there's a lot of things that go into it, um, you know, to, to try to make that movement pattern better, mm -hmm. right? And we've talked about that before, too, um, making sure that your, your, your foot alignment's where you need to be. Um, making sure your back alignment's where it's supposed to be, right? And so there's a couple of key things that they need to do right away. So what would you start, you know, let's say Matt comes in. Yep. And you know how I'm built, right? And uh, you look at me and say, all right, let's see a squat. There's a couple of key things you for you as a coach you're going to look at first, right? Yep. What, what do you think those would be? Uh, well, first looking at proper foot placement. Right. Where that's going to go. Feet should be uh, right underneath your shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that's a typical. That's a typical. Obviously, that yep. changes from person to person. But mm -hmm. if you're just setting up someone for the first time, never really seen them squat before, um, feet right underneath the shoulders, and then uh, the checking to see where their knees are going because that's going to tell you a lot about whether they're sitting back and using their. Uh, posterior chain as opposed to driving their knees forward mm -hmm. um, going th driving through the quads right and can tell you a lot right away right and you know for me obviously a powerlifting background you're probably gonna be looking at me going okay not too wide of a stance because powerlifting sure you know um, but for what we're trying to accomplish just a, a good athletic squat um, we're probably going to make sure I don't get too wide, right? Because yep. we're not trying to lift the most weight possible. Yeah, you don't so, need a, any wider of a base. Right. If you're just talking about a squat, body weight squat. Right. And so that probably, you're right. The first thing you'd look at is look at my feet, right? And then obviously with my background, I probably got a really far forward lean, right? Because I like to use a lot of my low back in my squat also. Yep. And I'll get a low bar placement in my back squat because of powerlifting too. So you can see, like, you'll deal, deal with, you know, my point is we'll deal with all different types of individuals with all different kind of uh, squat forms, right? Yeah. So the big thing that we're trying to get across is that depending on what you're doing it for, um, obviously if you're, if you're trying to be better at Olympic lifting, you tend to have the bar up higher on your back where the bar will be, you know, placed up on your traps so that more of the weight goes forward and more of the weight's on your quads because that has a better carryover for your Olympic lifts. 
Um, if we're more of into the powerlifting background, obviously we'd have a low bar squat, like you said, and it would hit the posterior chain more because we're able to lift more weight yep. in the back squat. So it also it always depends on, on what you're trying to do. But as as a norm for what, yeah, we're, for say, what we're coaching, you know, you have the basic squat, the the air squat we start with first. And we can't stress it enough, you have to perfect that air squat. What air squat all that, that means is just your body weight. Perfect that body weight squat before you move on to anything That's else. That's exactly what I was going to say. We sometimes, and um, you know, last week I went and um, got my L2 in CrossFit, and it was just a good reminder of different movements and how sometimes we can, it can be easy to rush through something like the air squat so that people get a bar in their hands. Yep. Um, and <laughs> the even, American way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, even working with people, um, like I'll, you know, Mark, we've talked about yep. him, I think in the past, like you forget how important sometimes just going back to the basics is in terms of, um, uh, unless you have a physical limitation, limitation yeah. right? Lee, Lee's got two yep. hips and he's getting, getting a new, his, one of his hips replaced. Right. Okay. He should not be squatting below parallel, which is where our, basically our hips are below our, our knees. Yeah. Now everyone can do that. Is it more uncomfortable for some people? Yes. But if we don't get ourselves into that position that's uncomfortable and practice that and figure out why we aren't getting to that point, then um, your barbell isn't going to improve. Right. Well, and there's also what are you trying to get out of it? Correct. You know, if you don't have a physical limitation, meaning like we talked about Lee or with like Mark, the ones that we're worried about that we could actually hurt them by pushing them too low Mm -hmm. because that is Definitely possible for many people. Um, but the ones that are just kind of cutting the distance because it's easier, right? And we, there's you don't want to go down to that deep spot because you know it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, you're missing out on a lot. There's a lot of muscles that aren't being engaged. I mean, mm-hmm. that's obvious, right? And so you're not getting the best benefit from that squat. And then that's where, you know, a lot of times I'll tell people, like, well, why are you doing it? You know, I want to get better at this. Well, then you you, you, you want to do it the right way, and you want to do it the full range of motion if it is possible. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it as far as the, the muscular standpoint goes. Yeah. So, I don't know. Should we back up a little bit and talk through the whole movement? Sure. Okay, so, so we talked about on ramp. Somebody, you know, so maybe you, not Matt walks into on ramp, but you've been <laughs> you had four this morning, right? Yeah, and, and uh, hmm. so they walk in, and it's first day, and you're like, okay, well, the first work movement we're going to talk about is the air squat. Yeah, and and so a lot of times, and you can attest to this, we'll have people come in the first day, and we're like, oh, we're doing squats, push ups, and sit ups, and everybody's face is like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up. I'm excited. I want to do CrossFit. I want to do this hard stuff and I want to get all jacked up and you know, every, and that's awesome because everybody comes in and they're all energized. I love that. But then it's like, we got to take them a step down and we got to say, look, all right, we're just doing squats, pushups and sit-ups. And I can tell you for the last 10 years that we've been open that no matter, matter what, it's always humbling to every one of them. Because when they think that they're doing a good squat and they think they're doing a good push-up and they think they're doing a real sit-up, what I consider real in, in our standards, right, um, they're not. Most I'd say 90% of the time. So a lot of times when I get a person to come in and do the squat, I'll have them just stand there, get their feet set. I'll help them get their feet set. And I'll, and I'll explain to them keeping their back flat, putting their arms up high so chest it stays out. back, chest is out. And then I tell them to squat and you know what happens. 
they all collapse. Yep. I call it the collapse. I don't know if that's the right term to call it, but it just seems like they collapse. And then you say, okay, let's slow it down. You know, let's start squatting down. Let's start pushing those thighs out. Let's let's sit in sit into the squat with our groin being activated as opposed to just pushing the knees out, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden they start squatting down a little bit deeper, and all of a sudden it looks like a, to what you and I would consider. Oh man, there there is a god they're helping and they're and they squatting. start to look really uncomfortable. <laughs> they look their uncomfortable. face is getting real red, and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. This is what that feels like. Exactly. And so when we show the video of this exercise, we'll go through this so this makes more sense to some of you that don't understand. But then they squat down, and then they think they got to figure it out, right? They're sitting down there, and then they come up. And you and I as coaches were like, yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden, especially the young ones, the football guys, I can point out, I'll tell them to squat down. I'll tell them to hold it. And these are people that will tell me they're squatting 200 pounds, 300 pounds, and they're in high school or middle school or whatever. They'll go down, and I'll say, hold it, and they can't. And as a coach, I really struggle with the fact of, like, wow, these kids are lifting two, 300 pounds, and I literally just put them in the bottom of an air squat, which is a body weight squat, mm-hmm. and they can't even hold it, literally. And then I'll do have them hold it again, and I'll go watch this, and I'll go up, and I'll just tap them on the shoulder, and they'll want to fall Tip over. Tip over. So <clears throat> point being, if you want to get better at your squat, just perfect that air squat. You're not going to perfect it by, like what Katie said, grabbing the bar right away, enforcing the issue. It's only going to amplify all your problems. It'll amplify everything that you're doing wrong. And so if you're at that point, put the barbell away. Walk back out and say, all right, get a mirror, focus on my air squat, perfect it. And then even like Matt said, go down, hold it, and see if you can hold it and maintain perfect position. Mm -hmm. That's the next step. And the box is a great tool. (coughs) I use boxes with the majority of my clients, whether we're... They have a barbell or not because it's a it's that visual in your brain of pushing your butt backwards into the right spot. Yeah. And so, you have a safety net just in case, especially for those clients that you really are just working on proper form. And it's good to have a target. Yeah. Because even for though For depth, yeah, for yeah. depth as well. Because like you and for us it's like we know it, right? But for someone that just comes in or just starts, they don't really understand what that what that range of motion should look like or yeah. how far it should be. So sometimes that box is really good. So you bring up a good point about those static colds, especially at the bottom and practicing. And um, we've been doing some uh, power cleans with front squats in our yeah. programming recently. Yep. And um, I've explained this to a couple people, but you know, every week we do some power cleans and then we've, we've been doing front squats and we've recently kind of progressed everybody into the squat clean now. And, um, for a long time, the programming said, you know, go down into a, a, a parallel squat or don't bottom out. And people were like, well, what does that mean? It and, means injury. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so like what you're saying, being able to hold, if you can hold in that air squat, you know, 30 seconds, right. a minute, and it looks perfect. Well, the next step is to practice that with the bar in the front rack, bar in the back rack. And especially when, if we're talking, I'll let you go in a little more about the Olympic or the power lifting, but mm-hmm. like for Olympic lifting, um, I was telling people like, well, when you bottom out and you hit your butt on the ground, your whole back collapses. Not good. Not good. We don't like that. And that's where you're going to lose the bar forward. Whereas if you can strengthen those muscles in that static position and you can catch it with your butt back, 
good form. You know, there's probably still things to fix, but you're going to catch that bar and you're going to get stronger. And and that has a lot to do with, and this is another topic, but it has a lot to do with bracing. Correct. No, no different than it has to do in powerlifting, you know, at the bottom of a back squat. You know, if you're not bracing hard against that belt, you're going to fold. Um and that's never good, right? Mm-hmm. But it's almost like that internal bracing before mm-hmm. you wear to maybe put exactly. on a belt. It's le- teaching your body how to brace on its own before you add outside gear. Exactly. And that's but that's the point we're making, like going back to that, that air squat and going down and learning how to brace. Um, you know, even, even for your pelvic tilt, you, you know, people call it the butt wink, whatever you want to call it. But like when your pelvis rotates, it has a lot to do more so with the bracing and the core strength. At the I'm bottom take of the notes squat. of all this so we remember to show people what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's you'll see it, and, and when they look at themselves in the mirror, they'll probably see it right away too. And that has a lot to do with you and I were talking about with Mark. Mark's a pure example. If we pushed him past that parallel point, we're in a danger zone because mm-hmm. he has a lot of that pelvis movement, and that's not what you want. You you want a neutral position as much as you can. Um, but that was right. not happening because he has mobility limitations. So we had a lot of that motion going on that we didn't want to have yep. at the very bottom. So of people squat. say, you know, why does that? Why is that person not necessarily going to a full squat? But near, you're asking me to go to yeah. a full squat, and it goes back to that. And well, that person's in a good position where they're at. They are at their point. That's their. That's right now. Their. Uh, scale for yes. this movement they're getting stronger but if we push them past that though they're not getting any better they're not no. getting stronger no and what we can do in these videos is show the um things that we can address with those certain scenarios and the exercises that we can do to help improve that and so Abby, that's what's kind of fun about this whole this whole series of, of movements that we're going to do is we can actually, well, we feel like we're helping people a little bit more, yeah. right? Instead of just talking, uh, you know, we'll show the videos and point out a few things that you might see yourself doing um, that you need to fix. I was talking to Meg this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to told her, I said, I wanted to have some personalized time with her because I can really help her. She's super strong, but I just need to get her to learn how to use her body properly in the squat. She has flashes of really good moments and then, a lot of flashes and not so good moments. So, you know, she might take a lot from this video, these videos also, but yes. Well, and I, I was um, talking to Nick Hankmeyer too. Um, He joined weightlifting last week Mm -hmm. and we were doing um, some overhead squats and he's like, you know, I'm literally lean, really leaned forward in my squat. And after I, you know, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday and then I was gone over the weekend and I was thinking about it over the weekend and I was like, you know what? I texted him. I said, where I texted Katie, I said, Nick's going to hate me next week. I said, because I'm going to make him air squat. Yep. Because we can't fix his overhead squat. If he wants, if he truly wants to fix his positioning in the overhead squat, we have to see what's going on in his air squat. Because if something's going on in the air squat, th- we have to fix that first before it can even be fixed with the barbell. Right. Exactly. And so what we, we would start with, you know, going back to what we started with is just doing those holds in the bottom. Um, you know, getting a, a box if we need to, to get them to understand the target or where they need to go in the squat, keeping their arms up so it keeps their back flat through the whole range of motion, and then to keeping that neutral position. And what I mean by that is their head isn't down, their chest isn't down, you know, they're looking straight ahead, not up, down, they're looking straight ahead, keeping a good neutral position as much as they can, 
and then squatting down. So a good way to view if you're, you know, let's say you don't have a coach watching you and you're trying to view yourself in a neutral position. We call that like um, we want you in the frontal plane. We basically want your body in. If you stand with your feet in the middle of a line, and I'll try to video this too, but you stand with your feet in the middle of a line and you watch your shoulders and your knees and Mm -hmm. they come straight down and straight up and don't deviate from that line at all, you've kept yourself in a neutral position. Mm-hmm. Now there's variations on that per person, but that's a good starting point if you're trying to figure out to what if to you're fix. A, right, if you're able <laughs> to stay in, end up like in a neutral position, right? Your yeah. shoulders might come forward of that line. Your knees might come forward of that line. Maybe you come too far back over the line. And that's Normally why I, it's the forward, but And that's why we use a wall. Right? Yes. And we'll show you that, um, you know, we get close to a wall. We don't necessarily touch the wall, but we get close to the wall. And then we'll have people keep their hands up and try to squat. And usually what happens is they get about halfway down and they can't get down anymore. Yes. I so. will say one thing I'm going to bring up my one pet peeve about the wall. Not not only do we not, we don't expect your feet to touch the wall. Really, nobody's <laughs> feet should be touching no. the wall because now you've put yourself back in a bad position. Yeah. So I... People have heard my rants during classes about yeah. I don't care if your feet are touching the wall because that's you're now you're got your knees all splayed out. You're well, about to do a depending on right. You're you're right though. You hit a good point, and you're you know that's why I love talking. About this stuff. <laughs> I get so nerdy, but like you're very right. Like where I see where people can do that, and they think it's fancy, mm-hmm. and they go, "Look, I can squat down. I got the best form." And so it kind of goes against the grain of what we're t- saying, right? Because we're saying, well, if you could do that, you should be good. Well, there's actually a no-no with that. Mm-hmm. Meaning I watch a lot of people that can do that that cannot squat very well with a weight. Meaning they get down to the bottom and we, you call the bottoming out. It's easy for them just to plop down and let their hips bottom out and take the load of the weight than their muscles because their muscles aren't even activating. Mm-hmm. And that's a bad problem to have. So there's another side of things that we didn't talk about yet that you might look at someone even in an air squat and go, Oh my God, their mobility is great. And I'll just throw it out there. Most yoga people have perfect squat. If I have them do an air squat, tell them, put it with a weight, they fall apart. Yeah. Because they cannot activate the right muscles to stay tight. Cause they're so used to just being loose and floppy that when I tell them to do bracing in this, to stay tight on a squat, cause you want to stay tight on a squat, actually they bottom out. And what happens is when they bottom out, it goes back to what we talked about before. The pelvis moves. And then they get a lot of big butt winks or they bottom out so far so deep that their knees collapse. Mm -hmm. And they have everything going at one time. And then all of a sudden, what do you know? They all have back problems. They all have back pain. Well, that's pretty obvious why. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's a whole nother ball game that we're not even talking about, but like there's a lot to perfecting a squat and it, sometimes it can be on the, the ladder of it all. And that's too. funny. I think we talked about that with Trevor about a month ago. You yeah. talked about over flexibility. I mean, yep. right now I'm, that's what I fight obviously because I have lots of different hormones going on that make my muscles all be real loose. So I, that's, I have to be careful yep, about that careful. when I do that. Yep. Exactly. So those are a lot of the things that, you know, obviously we look at in the squat and you should look at in the squat for yourselves. Um, No matter if you're a person, you know, competing in uh, powerlifting or or Olympic lifting, or if you're just competing CrossFit or you're an athlete that, you know, you go to your strength coach and you got these goals to get, you know, a stronger squat. Sometimes the best thing to do is literally do, I try to tell my 
athletes, and I know you do too, is proper warm-up first off. And I'm the worst one at it, but like yeah. proper Same. warm-up's great. Like get moving, get grooving, and then per- warm up with your air squat. Do do 15, 20 air squats perfectly one time. It's 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 hard. Yeah, I do have to give uh, 4.30 from Monday really stuck with me when I brought them through a pretty long warm-up. I gave them yeah. a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. But their cleans looked pretty good on Monday after that. Good. With a big with a big warm-up. But, yeah, and even if you think you have a perfect squat, I mean, there's always something to be fixed. I mean, I'm here every day when Terry's lifting, and I will say Terry's a pretty good squatter, but she's here practicing with her, uh, her gear and – Eric, you know, Eric's sitting there saying, "Ah, oh, you can go a half inch more like, you know, and she didn't start out like that, but she's, she's getting there. Yeah. Everybody can keep working on it, fixing little things here and there. Yeah. The little things go a long way. So always go back, you know, to the basics of it. So we'll show you the videos, um, obviously on our air squats and what we can do, if we want to get more into it, we'll, we'll obviously show you more of the Olympic squat. Because I think some people might be confused and might want to learn a little bit more about that. And then, the, you know, we call it a back squat, but that's typically a powerlifting squat. Um, and show you the differences and the technique differences and what's valuable of both of them. Um, and then we could probably even go into split squat, overhead squat, front squat. I mean, there's a ton of them, but we might as well do them. Yep. And we can we can go through it just to, to show you all the squat movements. Or I could say the push movements, like Katie said. And then uh, we can move on to a different movement. Yep, and we got overhead squat on Friday in class, so everybody can. Well, I don't think I don't think it'll get out by then, but for next week Friday, everybody can think about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we will post those videos. Um, we will show you um, what we talked about and what what to look for, and uh, basically how to start out to try to perfect maybe some of the things that you may not realize are going on in your squat. And I guess the best thing to do if you know if you don't have a coach, um, just look in a mirror. Or not even a mirror. Everybody's got a phone now. So just put the phone out and everybody videotapes themselves now too anyway. So, um, you know, videotape yourself and look at the things we talk about and see what you're doing wrong. Yeah, for sure. All righty. Cool. Hopefully that helps. And uh, Yeah, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Uh, if you have any suggestions on, like I said, we're going to hit all the basic movements. So if you're interested in, like, pull up, we're going to get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, but if you have any specific questions on any movements... Send them, um, yeah, send yeah. the questions our way. Yep, for sure. Cool. Thank you, Katie. All Thank right. you, everybody. Have oh, and by the way, go Team Matt. <laughs> <laughs> team Katie. I got to get back to my steps. Yeah, Team Katie's pretty motivated in beating uh, Team Matt, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye. That's all for this episode of Grino Talk. Thanks for tuning in to listen. Remember, you can find Grino Talk on Buzzsprout, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Google Podcast platforms. Drop us a comment or a discussion topic on our Instagram page, Grino underscore talk, or our CrossFit 920 YouTube channel. For Matt Gunville and Katie Schluter, I'm Tony Giovanini. That's all from now from CrossFit 920 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Grano Talk is produced by Matt Gunville, Katie Schluter, and executive producer Tony Giovanini for CrossFit 920. All music is used by permission. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the authors and guests and not necessarily to any organization, committee, or other group or individual. 